Hey, everybody, this is Matt from Don't Unfriend Me, Tuesday, November 24th. And uh, I'm going to bring a good show for you tonight. I think this is episode 35, and we're moving right along. And uh, we're doing, doing too bad. So I hope you enjoy the show tonight. We're going to be talking a little bit about everything. We're going to be talking about President Trump and his legacy over, over the next four years. What will happen to it? What will happen to him as far as a, being a candidate? We're going to talk a little bit about Joe Biden's staff picks for his cabinet right now, which I'm very interested in. We're going to talk a little bit about conspiracy theory and QAnon and the three percenters. All of it very interesting. However, I have a little story for you as always. And the first story I have for you is there is a Russian, there is a Cuban, there's an American and a politician sitting on the subway. The subway is full of people and they're all sitting in the same row. And the Cuban, to celebrate his time in America, decides to pull out a cigar and light it and take a puff and hand them out to everybody in the subway car. And after one puff, the Cuban takes a cigar and throws it out the window. And people are appalled and like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. What a wasteful thing. Cuban, ex Cuban cigars are amazing. And the Cuban says, no, 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 no. Cuban cigars are cheap and essentially worthless in my country. So no big deal. And everyone goes, oh, okay, well, I seem to understand. And the Russian pulls out an expensive bottle of vodka and gives everyone a little bit of a shot. And he grabs one himself and he throws one back, says, ah, and grabs the bottle and throws it out the window. Once again, people are like, what a waste. I can't believe this. I don't understand what you're doing. He's like, no, 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 no. You have to understand vodka is extremely cheap in my country. It's no big deal. It's worthless. And everyone goes, okay. And the American goes, okay, I think I see what's going on here. And he grabs a politician and throws him out the window. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. You can visit us at don'tunfriendme.com. And you are called dummies, whether you listen to us all the time or shortly or rarely or whatever. Everyone's a dummy and it's not an insult. It's don't unfriend me's and it wound up spelling dummies for short. So since y'all know you are dummies, I need you to do me a favor and like, share and subscribe. If you are on Facebook, please like and share. Extremely important uh, because if you follow, like and share, it helps get me out there. Right now, Facebook has stopped all my advertising because they say that I am a political party, which is interesting, uh, as I am not, and I usually try to stay down the middle somewhat. Anyway, like I said, this is Don't Unfriend Me. All social media is down here. Please stop by, say hello, come over on Instagram, whatever. Would love to have you stop by. Tonight, like I said, we are going to talk about several different things, but we are going to start off with Mr. Donald Trump. And I think there's an interesting thing that took place is I have been awfully tough on Mr. Trump and his legal team over the last few weeks, and I think I have an absolute right to do so. However, tonight I'm going to make everyone hopefully feel better that this isn't the last we will see of Donald Trump on January 15th or the 21st, whatever day it is. I can't seem to remember when Inauguration Day is, but this won't be the last. Actually, Donald Trump will be with us for a long, long time. He is emboldened into the Republican Party. And I want to show you a video real quick, which is actually, you can hear Jim Acosta say, that was some weird blank. 
and then later says something else, which I will clarify. When Donald Trump came out for 30 seconds, tooted his horn, and left. It's very interesting. Here's the video. And uh, I have to get it. Oh, no. Do I have it? Do I have it? Oh, that was close. Here it is. And most importantly, I want to congratulate the people of our country because there are no people like you. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. So you hear Jim Acosta, who is just, listen, can I just say the press, it, they must find all the kids that were picked on in school who were just the wimpiest kids, not the ones that were just really vulnerable. I'm talking the little crybabies, the ones who would walk up and tap you and then run away. And then you would finally get a hold of them one day and beat the living snot out of them. And then they would go cry to the teachers and rat you out. They're just sniveling little biznatches. I mean, they're just such babies. Sir, will you go ahead and, and concede for the good of the nation? Since when does the media give a lying flappy crappy about how our country is doing? They don't care. They've been dividing the country for the last 40 years. The media is horrible. And, you know, it, it started after Cronkite and it got worse. And I've said this before with Desert Storm, Desert Shield, then we saw it with 9-11. It's just slowly been going downhill. And, and faith in the media has also been going downhill. They're just untrustworthy. So for them to sit here and just do this little game of theirs and sound all contrite and, you know, mortified that Donald Trump is out on stage. And then the moment the door closes and they think the mic is off, they get all, <laughs> oh, Bobby, how funny that was. You know, they're just so fake. I would just love to kick the living crap out of all of them, especially Acosta. The media is trash. They've been trash for a long time. But what makes this interesting is that Jim Acosta later said, oh, I can't wait till Donald Trump's gone and his smiling, laughing, blah, blah, blah. will just be another clown. You know, first of all, Jim Acosta has no idea if he is considered to be a cog in the wheel of the president, then Donald Trump's not going anywhere because Jim Acosta has no staying power whatsoever. The president will not go anywhere because I have a few facts for you, Jimmy, and here's what it is. There was a poll recently taken of predominant Republicans. 71% of the Republican voters say Trump is effective and committed to the country's best interest, but just 17% say the same for of congressional Republicans. 56% say Trump is predominantly looking out for the party's best interest. 54% said they'd back Trump in a primary contest. 12% said they'd back Vice President Mike Pence. 8% would say they would back Don Jr. against his father. 4% of Republicans each said they would support Texas Senator Ted Cruz or former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Other Republicans, such as Senators Tom Cotton of Arkansas, Rick Scott of Florida, and Josh Haley of Missouri, received less backing. Compared to a July 2017 poll, the share of GOP voters who said Republicans in Congress fear Trump fell 5 points to 25%. The shares who said Republican lawmakers respect, listen to, and want to work with Trump increased by double digits. I read that very carefully for a reason, because I wanted to make sure you really heard, and, the, and I emphasized on the points. The Republican Party is Donald Trump. There is nobody else. 
they don't even trust Mike Pence, which is ridiculous. And Mike Pence is like, I mean, from heaven, the guy is, is like Jesus's right hand. And with that hair, oh, forget about it. So he's here to stay and he's not going anywhere. And the loyalists, the 74 million people who came out for Republicans, the Republican Party was only about 51, 52 million strong before Donald Trump. He has a massive amount of poll. And if the illegal immigrants leave our country and the dead voters don't vote next time, the Democrats are screwed. So let's stop saying that it's not his party. Donald Trump has reformed it, and it's got 20 years before his legacy is completely gone. And yes, Biden's going to come in with a swamp, and they're absolutely going to obliterate all of his policies and erase him from history because it looks just like an Obama presidency, and I'll show you that in a few minutes. But before I do that, I want to read you something which was really precious. My daughter came up to me, and she says, Dad, I need to write a letter for Thanksgiving. And I want to go ahead and send it and write it to somebody who you know, I'm thankful for. And I said, well, great, honey. Who do you want to send it to? And she goes, I want to send it to Donald Trump. First of all, here, here we go. Yeah. That's my kid, everybody. And I'm going to read it to you. Dear President Donald Trump. Hi, my name is Hayden Spear. I am 10 years old and in fifth grade. I was assigned to write R-I-G-H-T, someone that I was thankful for. I thought about it and I decided to write you. And before I started telling you why I am so thankful for these last four years, can you please write me back? It will get me five extra points if you do. I did not help her with this. The number one thing that got me on your side was when you told everyone that you were going to play golf or something when really you brought food to soldiers overseas who could not spend Thanksgiving with their family. When I found out that people were criticizing you for, for leaving, I wanted to punch the TV. This is when Donald Trump told everyone he was going to go golfing. He had a fake limo, presidential limo, go to the golf course. And then he went to the airport, psyched out the media, and he flew overseas to Israel or to uh, the Middle East and gave it to the troops. She, it's amazing. Anyway, also, when you made that smart Alec comment in the 2016 debate, when, when you fought Hillary Clinton, oh, when you thought that Hillary Clinton should be in jail. I laughed so hard, I cried. And my entire family are wish, oh, wish day and night for more years, especially my dad. Speaking of my dad, I think you should go check out his YouTube channel, Don't Unfriend Me. It is not one of those how-to videos. It is a very adult or mature it is 18 plus. Thank you for your time. Have a good day. Sincerely, Hayden S. Minus some handwriting issues because dad's getting blind in his old age. And it certainly wasn't her impeccable handwriting. It was my eyes. I'm very proud of Hayden. I think that is a fantastic letter to the president. She also sent a picture as well. 
which was also fantastic of them making a pose in front of two Trump banners. The point is, he has had an impact not just on the Republican Party, but a generation of kids who've grown up with him. And although we tried to hide Trump from our children, we tried to keep them away because we didn't want them to be bullies and racist and sexist, he still had an impact because the people who love him shared him with our families because we were never embarrassed by him. Unfortunately, he did things that were dumb, but he always made up for it with great policy and always making amends with better choices in the future, and then subsequently would screw it up again. I bring these things up because I want to talk a little bit about Joe Biden's cabinet. And it's interesting because if you look at this, the people that he has brought in are exactly the people who've already been in. Donald Trump, or excuse me, Joe Biden said, it's a team that will keep our country and our people safe and secure, Biden said, and it's a team that reflects the fact that America is back, ready to lead the world, not retreat from it, once again, sit at the head of the table. Bullshit. Bullshit. Absolutely bull. Bullshit. It's not true. We're already at the head of the table. Nobody will mess with us. And that's a good thing. There's a reason why we're not in any wars because people are scared. When Biden gets in, they're already going to start pushing those boundaries. It's already started. The people who he is going to bring in, unfortunately, are the same old, same old. Antony Blinken, Secretary of State. Here's what he said. Now we have to proceed with equal measures of humility and confidence. Here we go. Apology tour. Humility. Because as the president-elect said, we can't solve all of the world's problems alone. We need to be working with our con- with other countries. We need their cooperation. We need their partnership, but also confidence because America at its best still has greater ability than any other country on earth to bring others together to meet the challenges of our time. Great. Populism. We're going to be back to being the world's police, folks, and we're going to go on an apology tour. I can already smell it because it smells like... Bullshit. Absolutely. And there's nothing we can do about it. This is the way it's going to be. And this is why we couldn't have lost that election. But alas, we did. Here's the next thing. Alejandro Maracas from Secretary of Homeland Security. Wow, isn't this guy familiar? He's been in since I was freaking four years old. My father and mother brought me in this country to escape communism. They cherished our democracy, and they were intensely proud to become United States citizens. I have carried that pride throughout nearly 20 years of government service and throughout my life. Great. So, wonderful. It's really nice that we have somebody who fled communism to become part of a socialist agenda, which is ultimately what's going to be forced down our throats. So at least he'll be able to recognize it when it happens. Next, we have Avril Haines. Avril Haines, she is going to be the director of national intelligence. What a very PR move. Mr. President-elect, you know that I have never shied away from speaking truth to power. I hate that saying. There is nothing like nails on the chalkboard when people say her truth or truth to power. There is no her truth or his truth or their truth or they or she or zealot or Z or we or whatever your pronoun is. There's only truth. There's nothing else. And anyone else who tells you that there's something before the word truth in order to be more truthful is throwing you bullshit. 
That will be my charge as director of national intelligence. I've worked for you for a long time, and I accept this nomination knowing that you would never want me to do otherwise, and that you value the perspective of the intelligence community, and that you will do so even when what I have to say may be inconvenient or difficult. And I assure you, there will be those times. Oh my, bleh. I mean, it's complete garbage, garbage. Linda Thomas Greenfield, U.S. Ambassador of the United States, someone who I don't have a lot of problem with. On this day, I'm thinking about the American people, my fellow career diplomats and public servants around the world. I want to say thank you. America is back. <laughs> Multilateralism is back. Diplomacy is back. Okay, well, now I've got a problem with her. It only took you about five seconds to go ahead and fall out of my good graces. Please. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, next, we're going to the last one because I can't take it. There's one more after this. This guy takes the cake. Does he not look like someone right out of the Third Reich? Jake Sullivan, national security advisor, also, uh, national security advisor, also on Clinton's payroll, also worked with Clinton and also had a lot to do with the dirty dossier. We will be vigilant in the face of enduring threats from nuclear weapons to terrorism. But you, terrorism? There's no such thing as terrorism. Oh, you mean Muslim extremists? Oh, no, there's none of that either. But you have also tasked us with reimagining our national security for the unprecedented combinations of crisis we face at home and abroad, the pandemic, the economic crisis, the climate crisis, technology disruption, threats to democracy, racial injustice, inequality in all forms. Well, it's almost like you're saying the government's bad. I thought we were doing really, really well. The work of the team behind me today will contribute to progress across all these fronts. This is the guy that said that the dirty dossier on Trump was actually warranted, that the FISA warrants were warranted. Yeah, this guy is a Pigalian son of a motherless something or other that I can't say. And lastly, the biggest swamp rat of them all, John Kerry, special presidential envoy for climate change. Ugh. God, why didn't you just hire Al Gore? Mr. President-elect, you've put forward a bold, transformative climate, climate plan, but you've also underscored that no country alone can solve this challenge. Basically, John Kerry is doing what he always does and covering John Kerry's ass and saying that there will be no impact to climate change because it's not our problem. It's the world's problem. But alas, I digress. Even the United States, for all of our industrial strength, is responsible for only 13% of global emissions. To end this crisis, the whole world must come together. Your right to rejoin Paris on day one, and your right to recognize that Paris alone is not enough. Then if it's not enough, then why are we giving them trillions, and why are we doing it anyway? Why don't we go after China? Why don't we go after the countries that are truly impacting South America, Russia, China? These are the countries that are polluting at a massive scale, not the United States. But once again, this just proves that the swamp is back in town. It never really left. It's been lying underneath trying to get President Trump removed. And now that they are out of the crawl space and out of the shadows and in the light, they are going to drudge muck throughout Washington yet again. And if you just would have given Donald Trump another four years, we might have been able to make a dent in a second term. But alas, you didn't want hope. You didn't want change. You wanted the swamp, and now you're going to get it. When will we ever learn? Last but not least, folks, I want to talk about a couple of groups. QAnon, number one. Number two, the three percenters. Now, I respect the, the, the flag a lot, and I understand the symbol of the three percenters, okay? I understand the Betsy Ross flag. I get all these things, okay? But please, enough. 
I am so sick and tired of your conspiracy theories. Q Anon and three percenters and Proud Boys and all the people who send me stuff that is just complete bunk and bullshit. I'm sick of it. I don't want it anymore. And if that means you don't come on my show, fine. If it means you don't want to talk to me anymore, fine. I'm okay with that. I'm sick of the conspiracy theories. I'm sick of hearing things that aren't true. I'm sick of hearing about secret documents signed in the middle of the night that there is no proof about. I'm sick of hearing that there are spaceships that are going to come down and take us out. I'm sick of hearing about 600,000 ballots. I'm sick of hearing about watermarks on votes. None of it's been true. I come from a place of credibility. I come from a place where it's important that what you say matters and it means something. If I did what you're doing in intelligence, I, I would have been court-martialed. I would have lost my rate and I would have been swabbing decks for the rest of my life. You don't get to make up stuff. We're being gullible. I've said it nicely. I've tried to say it kindly. Now I've just got to be blunt. You're annoying me. I don't want to talk about hidden sites that some punk in his basement creates and, and has Photoshop and can alter a document and make it look real. I don't want to hear about water seals on ballots. I don't want to hear about magic markers. All of these things that were sent to me, and it's okay because you're trying to engage, but I've said it repeatedly. This is not true. This will not pan out. This will not win us the election. And guess what? It didn't. And it won't. And now these states are going to certify and it is over. And I still have people say, it's not over. There's a secret. Powell said, Powell is completely discredited. Pal tried to make a tie to George Soros and Venezuela and, oh, oh, God, please, enough, enough. The only thing you come across is not QAnon. You don't come across as three percenters. What you sound like are these people, the people who refuse to admit that the earth is round and not flat simply because they are incapable of understanding anything about what our earth looks like. Not only is it impossible, but this went out hundreds of years ago when people, the, the highest level of technology that they had was a coxbane and, and using a sundial. They understood that the earth wasn't flat. We should rise above too. We can fact check. We can dive in. But trust me, if some of these things were actually true, the media would report on it. If Donald Trump was signing secret governments to go ahead and disband the ability for the CIA to have no covert operation ability whatsoever, we would know. We would know. The Freedom of Information Act would let us know. And I'm not saying that the CIA is not going to allow it to be going into foreign countries and run covert office. That's fine. It's now under the Department of Defense. And those foreign activities have to be disclosed to the president and the secretary of defense. And that is the way it should be. But there was no secret JFK revival document. There is no planned conspiracy that the CIA can't create proxy war. Wars will still happen. They will happen because men are corrupt. And since men are corrupt, they will do corrupt things. I understand that it's sexy. I understand that it's cool. That we want to see something and be a part of something that is unknown and uncover it. Then how about we uncover what's really important? How about we uncover things that would be absolutely monumental and change the way the world works today? What if we actually dove in and found out this one nugget that we ha has eclipsed us? 
and kept ahead of us for the last 65 years. And that is simply the truth. Sometimes fiction is fun. Sometimes it's okay to go down the rabbit hole. But I don't want to be a part of it. I am not Alex Jones. He will love to have you. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I don't buy into what you're selling. Because in the end, I'm not a flat earther. I'm not QAnon. I'm not a three percenter. I'm not Antifa. I'm not the left. I'm just a guy that's seen a lot of things in the world. And I can smell a lie like a fart in a car. Or I can smell a lie like a bunch of bullshit. That's just my opinion. Don't unfriend me. I hope that you don't. I know some people are going to take offense. Current listeners are going to take offense. I like you who you are. I don't need anything else. Folks, that is it for my show today. I do appreciate it. Once again, if you wouldn't mind liking, subscribing, follow, sharing, all that type of stuff, it helps out tremendously. The last thing I want to talk about with you today is the Veteran Crisis Hotline. It's very, very important, folks. 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is way too many. We need your help. Reach out to a veteran. If you can't get in touch with a veteran or you don't feel comfortable talking to them, reach out to me. There's other listeners here who will help. Troy, Lexi, et cetera, et cetera. Plenty of military people in this, in this community. We'll be more than happy to help. Remember, everybody, sometimes I might offend you, but it doesn't mean I don't like you. I just can't keep watching this junk. It's unproven. It gets my hopes up. And honestly, I'm too damn tired and too damn old to keep doing it. So I'm just letting you know. Send me a photo of what you're eating tomorrow. Or send me a photo of your kid hitting a line drive out into third, down third base. Send me a picture of your next vacation. Or send me something that you actually want to talk about where I can speak on it because it's the truth. Otherwise, I'm going to keep disappointing you. Have a good one, folks. Have a great evening. I'll see you tonight.